Hello, and welcome to the Extension Experience podcast with your hosts, Josh Bouchong, Trent Malachik, and Dana Zook. Here you'll find insights into Oklahoma agriculture from West Area Specialists employed by Oklahoma State University Extension. Their perspectives come from assisting county educators and producers in the areas of agronomy, animal science, and economics. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to the Extension Experience Podcast. My name is Trent Malachik. I'm Dana Zook. And Josh Bichon. Brian, welcome back. We had you on a recent Hornfly Control episode. We have Brian Fracking back with us from the Southeast area of Oklahoma. He is the Southeast Area Livestock Specialist, but he wears many hats um, in that area. So Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks for having me on again. And uh, uh, I, I'll give you my background of where I grew up and, and went to college. Uh, I grew up in Lamar's, Iowa. And so if you ever go into any stores and, and uh, look for ice cream, look for Wells Blue Bunny ice cream. That's that's the, the home of, of Wells Blue Bunny ice cream. And, and, and so that's my hometown background, a little little 80 acre farm. We grew uh, soybeans, uh, oats and corn. Uh, Dad worked in town with uh, rural electric, putting up the, the electric poles, that kind of thing. He was actually a lineman. And, and so if we wanted livestock, he said, you, you boys and girls, uh, you, you have to do it yourself. And so we had livestock growing up. And from, from that ag background, I went to South Dakota State to, to look at uh, an animal science degree. Uh, I was also a runner. Um, I was I was recruited by different universities, but I decided to go to South Dakota State, Division Two at that time. They're Division One now, but uh, my choices were Iowa State or South Dakota State, and uh, I, I chose uh, South Dakota State because I didn't think I could make the team at Iowa State. <laughs> so, what is the verb attached to the Jackrabbits? The South Dakota what Jackrabbits? So it's just South Dakota State jackrabbits. I okay. mean, uh, yeah, and and I actually did see some actual jackrabbits in the town of Brookings. <laughs> so uh, there there is some live ones out there somewhere. Yeah, so. Brookings is a cool town. We drive through on our way to our Canada fishing vacation. Beautiful place. It's right on the very eastern edge of South Dakota, right? So not too far from Iowa. Yeah, two two and a half hour drive from my home home to go to South Dakota State, which probably would have been three and a half hours to go to Iowa State. And, and it is right off the interstate. And you think about South Dakota, it's I probably should have been named East and West Dakotas because the Eastern part's more of the farming and the, and the Western beautiful, you know, the Black Hills, uh, more of the livestock, uh, wildlife habitat. And, and so we had a research station on the Western part of uh, South Dakota. We'd have to go collect data and, and we'd take the professor's boat out there and, and go catch fish on the way back. And so, Walleye, it was it was a big catch for us, and when we loved to 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 eat that fresh, and and I guess we never thought we were going to catch anything because we never brought any dang uh, utensils or anything to cook them <laughs> in. <laughs> that is so good, walleye. There is nothing better than walleye, yeah. Brian. I have to say, Brian, uh, I've been up in that country before, and while Southeast Oklahoma can be pretty, uh, that country is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't I can't believe that you came back. Yeah, you, you know, going out of college, I know Trent probably and Josh, you, you know, sometimes a job uh, makes you go different places. And mm-hmm. man, they they offered me a, a, a job at the Kerr Center in 1995, where they offered me a, not only the job, but they offered me a house and a vehicle. And so how could you turn that down as a, as a poor 
college student, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bet. What do you do at the Kerr Center, Brian? So, yeah, originally uh, I was hired as a, a livestock specialist to go on cons- consultation visit. And so we had a team. We had an agronomist. Chris Agee was his name and, and uh, uh, works for Pennington now. And so I learned a lot about uh, agronomy through him. It's, it's nice to have those team efforts sometimes. Uh, had an ag economist on the team. And, and, and so when you go on a farm visit, you never know what producer, what, what they really need you to help them on. And so we kind of went as a team and, and learned as a team a lot of times. And so if it was a livestock issue, then I did a lot of the talking. Uh, if it was an agronomy topic, uh, I listened. Uh, that was good learning, good learning curve right out of college as well. So from then I went on to OK Foods and uh, served as a field man in the industry for broiler industry the the growers i had about 25 farms that i'd have to go see on a on a weekly basis and so i got to learn a lot about the the chicken industry as well so what brought you to osu in what 04 yeah 2004 is when i started in lafleur county i always told when i told the the higher ups in okay foods that if that job ever come open i was going to go after it and so they kind of knew I was on borrowed time with the, the chicken industry and and so finally LaFleur County opened up and 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 I was able to to get that job and and then move that from that job to the district position in 2011 I believe when I went to the area specialist job. Yeah you're kind of the senior area livestock specialist for extension <laughs> these days. I think we all kind of started in this position at the same time, you know, came from county positions or whatever. But so Marty Earl, uh, you and then Britt, he started well below before a lot of us. But yeah, I mean, I even had to beat out Earl to get the Southeast District. We, oh, we actually, did you? We actually that... interviewed at the same time. I guess I beat out. I don't know. Maybe maybe they drew straws and said, well, Frecking got the Southeast. Who knows? But... <laughs> well, then he beat out me. He beat out me for that position over there. So that's very funny how that yeah. all goes around. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's funny that me and Earl share some of the jackrabbit, uh, you know, time. We, we were we were definitely there at different times. He's, he's like you said, I'm much older, Dana says. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> Sorry, and, Brian. And so, so the professors did change a little bit, but uh, a lot of the same experiences, you know, uh, on that South Dakota State campus. And I always told people, you know, when I moved to Oklahoma, I, uh, I needed to speak the lingo, uh, you know, hump, <laughs> humpty cattle and, and moo to grass is what they told me I had to learn. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Brian, you and I share kind of the Northern, we have, we both have a Northern soul, you being from Iowa and me being from Nebraska. And so we have to kind of bond together for that sort of perspective against these Southern people. (laughs) I think Brian holds the title for corn grower though. (laughs) I think Nebraska's ever going to hold that one. No, that's true. And probably swine as well, right? For sure. Pigs. There's, there's (laughs) a lot more grass in Nebraska that people than people know about. I mean, from central Nebraska West, it's, it's pretty much all grass and Iowa doesn't really have, I mean, yes, Southern Iowa has, you know, more grazing areas, but it's, it's pretty much corn. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, as a kid, we walked the bean fields to pull weeds. Uh, we didn't use the Roundup that Josh is uh, able to help us out with now. And I wish you would have told my dad about it a lot earlier. <laughs> uh, I, I grew up with the hoe every summer, so I, I know the feeling. 
Yeah. So the Frecking family, we, we had a, uh, my dad's brother had a bunch of kids. And so it was the Frecking bean walking crew, you know, they would hire <laughs> us out in the, in, the, in the communities to go pull weeds. Of course, uh, you know, it was nice to work for the neighbors because you actually got paid when you went home, you did it, right? <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> you just get a house over your head and a meal yeah. on the table, right? Exactly. Maybe get a treat somewhere along the line. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's funny. So you wear a variety of different hats, Brian, right now. You are the area livestock specialist in Southeast Oklahoma, but you're doing a lot of other things. Yeah, I mean, uh, from time to time, we have some counties that uh, don't have educators that, that have left uh, our system. And so uh, I do have property in LaFleur County, and, and they're without an educator here. And, and, and Haskell County lost their educator. And so I've been splitting my days between all three and, and really haven't spent a whole lot of time in the district office lately. But uh, we still communicate. You know, this technology mm-hmm. like we're using today it helps us communicate a lot better. But uh, I still miss that teamwork like you guys have I'm sure you've enjoyed that as well yeah it just extension has evolved to where we have done quite a few different things maybe then maybe beyond the traditional three area specialist team so there's a lot of areas I mean all the other areas are kind of different I think we in the northwest probably are fortunate to have kind of that core kind of we're all in one office sort of situation yeah you know, like like Chris Rice, when I first started in 2011 there in the district office, you know, as the agronomist, I got to learn from him as well. And and I miss, miss that interaction because we've got a research station at Lane and, and you talked about my many hats. Uh, we've got some projects there that we're looking at uh, a heifer development program. We're in year seven of that. Uh, the final year of that, we've got to figure out a new project if we want to keep busy, I guess. Uh, but I enjoy uh, that interaction of the animal and the the forage component and so we've got some different forages like uh, rye grasses different fescue types uh, even of course you know wheat so big in the state and i'll have some some wheat varieties down there so so after seven years are those heifers developed yet or are you still working on that <laughs> so yeah luckily i get a new batch each year trent so oh okay yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, otherwise my you know my my ag economist uh, you know should be fired right you know you know, JJ oh. should say, man, we need to sell them. <laughs> your, your feed costs are getting up there. I'm just saying. <laughs> what are some of the programs you kind of hung your hat on over the years? I know cow-calf boot camps have been one of the main ones that a lot of people talk about. Cow-calf boot camp actually evolved out of the, uh, the goat camp. Uh, and so we yeah. started the goat camp first. Producers love to do hands-on kind of trainings and that's what those camps are are about and and we do enjoy those but we enjoy the people showing up but we sure do like to see them go home too because it's it's three days of intense training planning those things getting sponsors all those kinds of things but man those boot camps are fun they the producers get a hat after they're after it's been over because all of the instructors wear one during the days that they're being trained and they're always asking us you know where can i get one of those hats (laughs) so so the cow calf boot camp meat goat boot camp uh you know i'm amazed at at, uh even people from other states that want to to come to oklahoma to learn from us and so yeah that that's definitely something i would say i like to hang my hat on i i do end up sometimes getting the topics nobody else wants to give we all we all do those things and and when you don't know something you you teach it right (laughs) teach it till you do know it yeah yeah, exactly cattle handling that's always the difficult one right brian 
cattle handling is 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 something uh, I do on a daily basis, and I've I've cut down on my cussing on my own herd, probably, you know, and <laughs> just learning from what I've tried to teach people, and and uh, just being in the right place, you know, does help you. You learn over the years how to be in the right place with with cattle handling. Now, agronomy topics, I'm still learning all the time, Josh, and and uh, doing budgets and all those kinds of things. I still need to call upon my specialist to help me with those, but uh, I do enjoy the animal science components. You have a really successful master cattleman program um, down there. Um, over the years, you've done a lot of hands-on work through that program. It's like a 20 to 30 week program, depending on how people do it. Yeah, um, master cattleman can be done any way in any of the counties. Uh, I always uh, envisioned it the very first year that it was ever rolled out. Uh, Dr. Lawman kind of envisioned it as being a year-long program, and that's that's how I uh, set mine up in LaFleur County and, and the producers really enjoyed that in, in it the the success of LaFleur County's master cattlemen is based on the producers I get some of the past participants back involved you know I go out to their farm to say you know let's take a look at some of your cows for body condition scoring and so you know producers don't want to sit in front of a powerpoint man if they can see something live and and in practice man they they'd love to to see those kinds of things so i i try to do that so we always seem like we have a waiting list to take the master cattleman class in in lafleur county because of the word of mouth uh, and it even goes into old fort smith we're, we're close enough to fort smith over on this area of the state where i get some arkansas people wanting to take it as well so well, Brian, Albert Einstein once said, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. <laughs> and what are some what are some tips for educators who, you know, are presenting topics that they aren't comfortable with? You know, over the years, what things have you used to kind of help bolster your own confidence and, and to kind of improve your programming in that way? Yeah, I'm, I, I think uh, the simplicity thing is keep it simple, stupid is another mm-hmm. another word. And uh uh, I look at PowerPoints that, uh, oh, the, the genetics chapter in Master Cattleman is really pretty complicated now. Fortunately, I had an older brother that, uh, you know, is a, is a geneticist, and I can rely on some of just our conversations to understand more of that. But, uh, you know, take some of those PowerPoints and make it make it where you can understand it and then only you know, relay that information that that makes sense to those producers in a lot of ways. That's that's how I keep going back to, you know, you know, a lot of people say uh, a low birth weight bull. How does how does an EPD work? You know, that kind of thing. You know, a lot, some don't believe in the EPDs. And, and so uh, there is no tool that's perfect. But if, if I can relay that, uh, how that EPD tool can be used in a simpler way, then, then that's the way to do it. And I try to get on their level. <laughs> Well, a lot of our new educators coming out of college, you're, you're so academic oriented and you've got to have all of your sources and you have the scientific method and, and you barely understood it well enough to get through college. And then you come out into the real world and you try to teach that way. And sometimes keep it simple, stupid is kind of, <laughs> kind of sage advice because whenever I first started, I always tried to overcomplicate it. And when you get lost in your own presentation, it's hard to finish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've all been there, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes you get material that you've never seen before. I've had that happen to me, man. Uh, I had an initial nine-hour poultry waste management training, and you're talking about nine hours, talking about 
chicken manure, you know, and, <laughs> and you're supposed to have videos to, to go along with it. Well, what happens when the videos don't work? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's fun. So you, you try to relate it to the question and answer session. So if you can get into one of those, sometimes that can be as fruitful as, as any PowerPoint that you can ever produce. So. Yeah. Discussion and developing a relationship. What does Dr. Selk say? They don't care what you know until they know that you care. So I think for beginning educators, it's it's not crucial probably that you know everything. Is that yeah. kind of what you feel like? I mean, when you came out of college, did you know it all about figuring out rations and all that kind of thing? Well, I'm, I'm falling back into that mode again. It, you know, we've had some this severe weather, right? And we've got these trees dying. And so I'm, I'm coming back to the county to answer some of those questions. You know, what's an area livestock specialist trying to talk about with trees? And, 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 and it's, it's not so much about giving them the right answer. It's about, man, you care about them yet. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to get back to you. I'm going to talk to another specialist to see if I can help you. And so you don't always have to have the answers. That's, that's correct. Well, Brian, we've had a really good discussion today. It's good to learn a little bit more about my uh, my northern friend up from Iowa. So I, I'm glad we got to have this conversation, uh, talk about the various programs you have going on in the southeast. Hopefully we can fill some of those county positions so you can focus a little bit more on the area job. But we appreciate everyone listening today. And if you have any questions uh, about what we've talked about today, there is a county extension office in every county of Oklahoma, and they would be happy to help you through any question, right? Uh, we, we work through a variety of things. We have specialists out there. So uh, with that, we'll uh, catch you next time. We hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. If you would like to hear more or follow up on the discussed topics, please reach out to your local county extension agent. OSU has a presence in all 77 counties with educators eager to assist you. Also, please consider checking the description for links to our social media pages and further information pertinent to the conversation. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon.